Good morning, and peace be with you. Today we celebrate all saints, the saints that have gone before us in the last year, and at the beginning uh, of our service this morning, we will be remembering them uh, up front here. And um, it is a solemn day, but also a wonderful day, because we know that they are face-to-face with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They have finished the race well. And uh, so that's exciting. It is really a a time to rejoice. Another reason to rejoice is that we have some guests, and I know that you've seen them, and you'll get a chance to share peace with them, but the Lackey family is back, and I've not met you, Mrs. Lackey, but it's good to meet you, and girls, you don't look like any of the pictures that are around here at the church. You guys are a little bit shorter, and we're going to talk about a short person today, too, but good to meet you, and we'll get to say hi later, okay? God bless you for coming. I, this is a whirlwind trip. They've been real busy. Uh, wedding, right? Disneyland? Okay. All right. So I'm sure they got more to go to. So, well, welcome, Lackey family. You are beloved, and it's good to see you. I am going to let you read the bulletin yourself. <laughs> Unless somebody, is there something that I have to, do you have anything for me, Jeff? Okay. Susan, anything that I need to highlight out loud here? Okay, so we'll do that, and um, we'll just uh, get started. Our opening hymn, if you would please stand, is Love Divine, All Loves Excelling on page 315. Let's sing as unto the Lord.
In celebrating the saints, we will hear the words of the Revelation of John, chapter, excuse me, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17, found on page 1921 of your Pew Bible. John writes, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our Lord, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? And I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Today, we remember members of this congregation along with Christian friends and relatives whom our Heavenly Father has called out of his life during the past year. We remember them and thank God for the gifts he has given us through them. We remember today Joanne Baden. We remember Janet Deerdorf. We remember Catherine K. McCraw.
we remember Renee Reamer, Bill Kendig, Mason Bowman, Alice Olson, Paul Campbell, Andrea Norton, Michael Nuff, Alice O'Hagan, Debbie Armentrout, Jimmy Faye Valentine, Cliff Peterson, and Lee Dorshak. God, our Father, throughout the history of the church, you have stood by all your saints. Stay with us this day and every day for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified, dead, risen, and ascended, living and reigning with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb Let us pray. Almighty God, O oh Lord, stir up the hearts of your faithful people to welcome and joyfully receive your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, that he may find in us a fit dwelling place who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
Good morning. Our first reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, verses 10 through 18, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1060. Isaiah 1, beginning with verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says the Lord. I have more than enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your increase is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies, your new moon feast, and your appointed festivals. I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Come now, let us settle this matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Now we will read Psalm 130 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin. It's Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. Israel, Put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. The epistle is from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 12, and this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1842. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 
beginning with the first verse. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke from the 19th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is from St. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1630, Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was very wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, 
he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree, a sycamore fig tree, to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We're transported in time to a historical account of Jesus coming into Jericho. And I'm reminded of some modern-day circumstances and happenings. I ask you, have you ever been to a parade before? Yeah? Have you ever been to a parade where you couldn't see over the person in front of you? Uh, It isn't very much fun, is it? And if you can't see, I mean, that's sort of the whole point. When I was a little boy, you know, you could move the little ones up front, you know, kind of sit on the curb and so forth. Probably not at the Rose Parade, but in our little town you could do that. And then I would see uh, people that were having, uh, that were height challenged. Um, There was a period of time where they made these periscopes. They were boxes, you know, and they looked really goofy and People would look in the mirror system in there, and they could be able to see the parade. If you can't see the marching bands, and you can't see the floats or the fire trucks, or you can't see the flashing lights, you know, what good is it? Some people use periscopes to see, but that is really the reason why my family and I watch the Rose Parade on TV. If we miss something, we get to see it again and again and again. Now, the Lucan account this morning is about a man who, who went to, to see basically a, a parade. It was Jesus coming into town, and he couldn't see above the crowd. The 
main attraction was Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus, by this time, had become quite famous because he had performed many miracles. And oftentimes there were a lot of fans of Jesus, but few real followers. So he had performed, in their eyes, many miracles. We know that he raised Lazarus from the dead. We know that he had restored sight to a blind man named Bartimaeus. We, we know of what he was doing, as did the people. And so they wanted to see him. So when he entered the city of Jericho, the atmosphere was likely very much like a parade. The people lined the streets, hoping to see and get a glimpse of Jesus. One of the people in the crowd happened to be this little man who was very, very short. He was so short that he couldn't see, and he didn't have a periscope. And it wasn't being live-streamed or on TV played over and over again, and he really wanted to see Jesus. So what did he do? Something astounding that no Hebrew man would ever do. Not one with his stature, of his status. He climbed a tree to see Jesus. He climbed the tree and he waited for Jesus because he knew he was going to pass by. And as Jesus traveled through the streets, he came to the place where Zacchaeus was sitting up in the tree and Jesus stopped and he looked up in the tree and he called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, you come down right now. You and I are going to go to your house today. Talk about Jesus calling. And he responded. Now, the crowd was shocked. That's my country club voice right now. Oh, dear. Think of last week when we had the account of the Pharisee and the publican, the tax collector. Thank you, Lord. I know I'm wonderful. Thanks for making me wonderful. I'm paraphrasing. And I'm not like that guy over there. Now, Zacchaeus, as we know from the historical accounts of of tax collectors, publicans. He was one of the most hated men of all of Jericho. That he was a little man with a big problem. He was a thief and a cheat. He was the chief tax collector that was, that was compromised and that he was dealing with the occupational Forces that were there, the Romans, he had betrayed his brothers. And he'd become very rich doing this. He collected more taxes from the people than were due. And he kept the difference between what he had to pay to the Roman government. And he kept that difference for himself. 
And, understandably, the people could not believe that Jesus would go to the home of a man like that. Isn't that just like Jesus? Coming up and taking up residences in a home like that. Home of a sinner. Now, Zacchaeus knew that he had cheated people. He knew it. I want you to think about blessed are the poor in spirit. He knew it. I want you to think about if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I want you to think about that. Now we know when Jesus arrived at his house, he confessed. And he said that he was sorry. And he Repented by saying, I am going to give half of all that I own to the poor, and anyone that I have cheated, I will pay back four times that amount. Jesus didn't say in only half. It seems like maybe he wasn't interested in the amount. Now Jesus said something even more astounding than that. He said, today salvation has come to this house. Zacchaeus was a little man with a big problem, not unlike you or me. He was a little man with a big problem, and that problem was sin. And we know that Zacchaeus longed to know Jesus, to see Jesus, to climb up a tree, how shameful, to see Jesus. And there he met the Word incarnate while up a tree. He was up a tree seeking the great I Am. Jesus met Zacchaeus where he was at. He meets you and me where we're at. And Zacchaeus' life was changed. We know that it doesn't matter if we're short or tall. Jesus comes to those who seek him. And he brings salvation with him. I heard a story about a little puppy. This little puppy noticed that whenever he was happy, his tail wagged. So he thought to himself that he had found the secret to happiness. This little puppy shared the secret of happiness with an older dog. He said, I have learned that the best thing for a dog is happiness. And that Happiness is in my tail. So I am going to chase my tail, and when I catch it, I shall have happiness. Now the old dog replied, I too believe that happiness is a marvelous thing for a dog, and that happiness 
It is in my tail. But I have noticed that when I chase it, my tail keeps running away from me. But when I go about my business, it follows me wherever I go. You know, our Bible, the Holy Bible, has a lot to say about being happy. However, it doesn't say, happy are they who have a lot of money. It doesn't say, happy are they who live in big houses and drive big cars. It doesn't say, happy are those who die with the best toys. It doesn't even say, happy are they who only have good things happen to them. What the Bible does say in Jesus' Beatitudes are, happy are the merciful. Happy are the peacemakers. Happy are the pure in heart. The Bible also says happy is he who trusts in the Lord. Many of us at times are like that little puppy chasing his tail, trying to find true happiness that is always just out of reach. We find happiness here as children of the living God through the holy sacraments. When you were baptized, you received the Holy Spirit and faith came with you. And so did salvation. You died a death like Jesus. You were resurrected in a resurrection like his. You are clothed in Christ. You are in Christ. I will say it one more time. You are in Christ. You are blessed through the body and the blood. Christ in you. The Lamb of God imparting amazing grace unto you. The fulfillment of the glorious exchange of our sins for His righteousness. Through across the Christendom this morning, especially in the Lutheran churches, they're preaching on the Beatitudes and the blessed man who he is. And I defer to a person that I reveal very highly, think very highly of, Chad Bird, and I'll paraphrase what he says about this, that the blessed man is Christ. So that when you hear and read the Beatitudes yourself, read it this way, the blessed, blessed is the poor in spirit because they are in Jesus. Blessed are those who mourn, especially today. Blessed are those who mourn 
because they are in Jesus. The Beatitudes describe those who are in Christ, who are blessed not because of who they are or what they do or don't do, but solely because they are in the Messiah. The cloud of witnesses that we remember today are experiencing that right now. And one day, we will too. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our hymn is, There is a Redeemer. It is on page three of your bulletin.
Will you please stand? Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page four of your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Encouraged by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us pray for God's people to endure the day of Christ's coming for the needs of all people as we approach that blessed day. For all of God's children who have been baptized into Christ and who rejoice in Him by faith, for our remembrance of those who went before us with the sign of faith and now rest from their labors, and for those who do not yet know God's mercy in Christ, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. For the poor in spirit who know their sin, grieve over their guilt, and seek the grace of forgiveness. And for those who mourn what sin and death have done to all people and to our broken world, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For those who hunger for righteousness and seek to do which is good and right and true, for the good works that shine with Christ's light in this world of shadows and darkness, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the merciful who show compassion and forgive as Christ has loved and forgiven us for purity of heart, that we may seek the Lord and serve his holy purpose. For those who seek peace through the blood of Christ, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the persecuted church throughout the world, for a bold witness in the face of rejection and threat, and for the martyrs who choose faithfulness rather than deny Christ, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. For the nations and those who govern here and in every place, for the fruits of mercy, for an impartial system of justice, for the protection of the weak, the aged, and the unborn, 
and for freedom to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick in their afflictions, for the aged and infirm in their struggles, for the dying in their final days on earth, and for the grieving who are wounded by the loss of those they love, especially those who we say out loud and those we name in our hearts. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the will to keep faith with the saints who have gone before us for wisdom as we contend for the faith against the enemies of God's word. For faithful preaching and teaching. And for all those who serve us with the Lord's word and sacraments. Let us pray to the Lord. For faith and repentance to receive for our benefit the body and the blood of Christ in this holy sacrament. For our unity of doctrine and life as God's people. For the fruits of this blessed communion to be displayed in the grace of holy living. Let us pray to the Lord. Remembering the saints whose lives and witness point to Christ and joining them in steadfast witness as we pass on the sacred deposit to those who will follow us, let us give thanks to the Lord. Alleluia. Almighty God, we give you thanks that you have washed us in the blood of the Lamb, that you have written our names in the Lamb's book of life and made us a royal priesthood and heirs of eternal inheritance. Though we deserve none of your mercy and are unworthy of your saving grace, we pray you to hear our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whom, with whom and through whom all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forevermore. Amen. And now, may the peace of the Lord be with you always.
Will you please stand? Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the blessedness of your saints, you have given us a glorious pledge of hope and of our calling that moved by their witness and supported by their fellowship, we may run with perseverance the race that is set before us and with them receive the unfading crown of glory. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night... He was betrayed. Our Lord Jesus took the bread and he, he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us together pray the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine
forever. Amen. Like Zacchaeus, we were little people with big problems, but because of what Christ did for us there, Christ and him crucified, we are no longer under judgment. We're going home to be with those who have gone before us. And as a deposit on that, Jesus gave us this meal, this body and this blood, a beautiful means of grace. I've heard you confess with your lips that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward. Come, the table is prepared.
I guess uh, we went a little long today. I wasn't showing off for you, Russ. But I'm happy you're here, and I'm glad to see all these faces. What a beautiful family reunion we just had today. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending him is seek ye first.